That's good enough. You don't Coming need to go hot. on that one. Okay. That's, that's great. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I was thinking that was what it was going to be. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> See? It's See? Iconic. When they listen to the podcast, it's iconic. Wh- what other song would she sing? Was she going to sing Jingle Bells? Well, she could have done the Misty at the end. This is a life free from destiny. Yeah. All right. Well, if Come you on. if if you if Come you if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast Movie Mandem. We are the Mandem that likes to talk about the movies. I am one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, my co-host. Hey, it's me, Bam. How you doing, Bam? Doing great, man. We got some uh, people in here today. Second time in a row that we're having new third. people on the podcast. Oh, uh, third time in a row, I guess. Mm. Well, that hasn't been released yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, speaking from the multiverse. <laughs> where, uh, um, and uh, we have a returning guest uh, who was an audience member on the last time of the podcast. He was here for our Christmas episode. Yeah. And, uh, he had a lot of thoughts on Barbie. We, he had a lot of thoughts on Barbie. And he had, um, you know, the right thoughts on Barbie. I would say. <laughs> and uh, let's welcome him back, Mr. <laughs> Jermaine Marshall. How are you doing, Jermaine? And then... Um, to my right, the lovely voice you just heard singing the song from the movie that we're about to discuss is uh, the lovely Toby. How are Hello. you, Toby? Oh, I am doing great. I'm glad to be here. Thank big you. Singer, big song stress. Uh, big artist. Yeah, we try. We got, we got an artist on the episode. Uh, that, that is great for us. Great, good pedigree for our podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you, if you heard those songs and you're familiar with them, you have probably seen and are a fan of the little film Everything Everywhere. Everywhere. All at... Once. We read the choreography. Yeah, yeah. So E-E-A-A-O. Perfect choreography. Yeah. Yeah. You know how no difficult that is to type when you're discussing that? Because you have to write capital E. Capital E. Capital E. Why don't you caps lock? No, I'm too bored to do Everything, everywhere, all at once. Smash hit of the 2022. Yeah. And we are... In this classic. We are finally going to be talking about it. We have talked about it off the mic. A few mm-hmm. times. Uh, I know Jermaine and I have talked about it. Toby, uh, I did not know was a, a fan of this movie. Bam told I me. Am. Was it today you said she's coming on? Yeah. yeah I, so I messaged her last night randomly mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, you know who likes this movie? Yes. A Toby. Mm. Exactly. And now here she is. Now here she is. Here I am. And um, I, I'm glad that she's here because uh, last, last episode, the Christmas episode, as you mentioned, Bam, we, we discussed the Barbie trailer. Right. And we discussed it with a bunch of mandem. That's true. Uh, now the show is called Movie Mandem, so that's it's to be expected. True. When you put yeah. the when you put Fair. the headphones into your ears, you're gonna hear some mandem. Yeah. Tentatively, we, we are working on the Galdem. Right. Well, the Galdem. That's the, that's the spinoff. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you you know you and I we we tend to to lean a bit away from the 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 incel kind of sure. rhetoric. Sure. sure. You know. Sure. So um, we fully, pre- fully I would like to hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So really three-dimensional men who are aware of uh, women. In yeah, we, 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 had a, we were, you know, uh, talking about how great the film The Holiday is. Love it. Very, very much very the, cute. the female gaze film. Yeah. Giving. And uh, we... Jude Law, Jack Black, real cuties. <laughs> <laughs> well. And 
but uh, it, it, is, it is good to have an, an actual uh, female perspective. And I'm so glad that we're getting that for this episode. Because yes. I feel like that is imperative in talking about everything everywhere all at once. You are absolutely right. Thank you, Thank you for validating that. Because yeah. we, we need you as like the stamp of our thought. You're speaking for all women today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh hope boy. I hope you're okay with that. I don't know also, if they'd like um, that. <laughs> you know, I, I'd also like to tell all listeners that in the future, we are not simply bringing on... Uh, women, females, whatever, into the podcast because we're discussing yeah. a women-centric it, it, film. Yes, that's we're going to bring them all the time. Just so happens, you know, we have that to is today. today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that thing where every white bro podcast all of a sudden have to find their black friend right. and discussing Black Panther. Yeah. Thank I, you I for that level of awareness. Yes, I don't want it's to It's appreciated. So, yeah. um, I'll, be, I'll be inviting you for a lot, many other podcasts. Uh, and, and, and I will probably say yes. The few, maybe. the few moments that she has, because I've spoken to her, I think a total of five minutes since you brought her into this this studio. Sweet. And um, in my head, I already considered her the the honorary woman man them. Sure. Or, or sorry, sorry, oh. uh, uh, movie woman them. And um, I am woman, placing woman an imaginary them. crown on my head. Oh. I feel yeah. very honored. Um, but you know, y- let's see how it goes by the end of the podcast. Well, well it's an honor to just to be nominated. So <laughs> let's just move. And do feel free to edit this piece out, but you know, I, I like to be, be thought of as queer representative. You know, sure. it's, it's my job half the time to be queer representative. All right. Now I mean, same. When so. you say feel free to edit this piece out, are you going to have like a... a oh, no, no, no. Because remember, I, I don't live here. No, I understand. But like, <laughs> if you're going to call me up at, at midnight on, on Monday to say, hey, edit that part out. And I've got to go find that part in the podcast. I we swear should, we to should note God. It right now. Though this is not to assume that I can speak to the, rep- no, you're speaking to the experience of, yeah, you know, you know, you that's, that's a very Evelyn. different ex- Nobody oh, put that down. I, I will be, you see, you got, I you will got be Jamie Lee Curtis and you Why can be, um, Why do I have to be Evelyn? If you want. No, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. We, <laughs> we, we might lose some listeners over this one. Yeah. But you know what? Or gain. We, because, <laughs> you know. They, they are listeners who are okay with losing. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, normally, Bram, what we do before we talk about our topic is we talk about what's been going on in the, the uh, movie world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let me see if there's anything else that I got to talk about. I mean, we, we discussed it just briefly on the, the, um, before the mics went on, but they've had some pre-Oscar talk, and mm-hmm. there's been a short list of you know, certain categories out. And uh, the score for Batman was not on that short list. Rude. Um, yeah, pretty rude. Michael yeah. Giacchino worked so hard, you guys. He, he did, and, and um, I feel like... I would have Bat- given him on, on like, um, title names alone. <laughs> <laughs> you really should just get... Whenever he does a score, you should get that honorary you know, yeah. nomination. Um, I don't know if a Batman film has not been nominated for a score. No, they tend to... Yeah. Well, except for... God, even Batman v Superman, what am I saying? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Junkie yes. XL and, yeah, yeah. and Hans Zimmer doing that double treatment on yeah. that. Um, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight definitely got nominated. Ooh, I don't, so good. I don't know if... Um, Rises. It, I mean, it, it's the same Probably, theme. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Once you get it for one of the trilogy, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, maybe they will for the, the second Batman film, but who knows if they'll even make that movie, given what's going on at DC. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, did we discuss the... Uh, as this will be a perfect lead into the, the podcast. Did we discuss the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse? No, we did not. I don't believe we did. I did no, not, not watch it. You it didn't was watch a great it. teaser. Not yet. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 for a very it's long time, for, for, for a very long time. so near and dear to me. Yeah, for a very long time, I didn't watch the trailer because I think I just want to go in fully cold and yeah. I, I, I Reasonable. leave, leave I the temptation. I might do that, actually. I, I will say it, oh, it so is So you would like it me to not put on the trailer? 
Because I was about to just put it on and you could just look at it real quick. I will say uh, this. We it, can do that. It is it's more fair. a teaser than it is a trailer, which Absolutely. I appreciate. I don't yeah. think I'll watch a trailer, but mm-hmm. I watch it and I was like, okay, this is a teaser. This is mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please go on YouTube and watch. Now, I will say, I hope YouTube doesn't try to throw the trailer at me when it comes out because YouTube, that algorithm, wants you to watch yeah. stuff even when it, you don't want to watch it. Click it really it. does. not click it. it really um, I don't think, yeah, because I don't, yeah, they won't autoplay it. It's, um, it's not that kind of site. No, see, my, my dilemma is sometimes I have my Bluetooth headphones in and I'll just be walking around listening to something. sounds like a you something. problem, my guy. Here's some I stuff you like want. I feel that's something that you can take into your own hands, Jermaine. Yeah, yeah. You're what, the what, captain what, what of your life. What did you say before? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too lazy? <laughs> you are the captain of your life, believe it or not. How Another lesson right? from the movie we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. There you go. I am... Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a great trailer because you know I have no idea what's happening. You're just feeling yeah. the vibes and you really are enjoying what the trailer has. Yeah, so that's the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And um, you guys, guests, tell Let's me talk. your first Let's thoughts. Talk. There is a line that Christian parents oftentimes like to use. Train up a child in the way they should grow and when they're old, they will not depart from it. When I was watching the trailer and his mom was like, you're not who you were, you're not the kid anymore, you know, you're growing and that's fine and all of that jazz. But the one thing I want to make sure is that like, please remember you are loved you are special, you, you can do what you set out to do, you have support. Um, and I think oftentimes that scripture from the Bible is used as more a controlling, you will always be who we want you to be, yeah. and this as what yeah. it, I think yeah. is intended for, which is here is a stable foundation from which to go out into the world and blossom and, and, blossom and mm-hmm. have that core validation. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, especially with the, you know, Miles being biracial um, yeah. and, you know, those elements in there and, you know, his mom being very aware yeah, of what he's going into, that she's like, hey, I don't know the answer to all your questions. Um, I don't even know where you're going from here, but please promise me you will remember these things that I am telling you in this moment because that's what's going to be universal, which is beautiful. Yep. Which, is, which is, you know, definitely something that is a touchstone for the character of Spider-Man. He tends to take the lessons that he gets imparted to him by his, his elders with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they die a gruesome death. So hopefully that doesn't happen here with his oh, mom. My heart. Yeah. My yeah. heart would just bleed. Um, Toby? I, Toby? Yeah, what I like is that um, this, I mean, the, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse, and it seems this movie is following the same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, they really capture that element of youth, that Spider-Man has and like um, exploring that youth and like growing out of that youth, you know, and um, navigating the world, like growing up in this space as like this superhero with so many expectations of you and things like that. I think this, these movies capture it so well and I look forward always to seeing that. I mean, even with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, to be honest, Controversial take incoming. He might be my favorite Spider-Man Ooh. because of how Ooh. well he captures that Ooh. youthfulness. I agree. Yeah, totally. I agree. Why I found and, dead and in the cast as well. Exactly, which is at the core of who Spider-Man is in these universes. Well, right? intention. Uh, that was definitely intentional in yeah. in that series because mm-hmm. um you know John John Watts when uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out, uh, people were like, it kind of feels like he's just getting started. So he mm-hmm. instead of doing the origin in the first 30 minutes he's yeah, kind of trilogy out. has been his not his origin right mm-hmm. and, and you know people were like well i mean why do that i feel like we, we almost feel like we've wasted time following the spider-man and not, not he hasn't done his big swing through the city and he's mm-hmm. three movies in no, um, this spider-man has hung out with the avengers well, before he has yes <laughs> and, 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 and it's it's way an alien. that is yeah. an interesting way to take that character exactly, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of 
building him up to be that Avengers, like uh, take him from high school and then throw him into space, mm-hmm. right. where he's very much not. And then take him back home and go, okay, college time. Now. Right. <laughs> the classic story of an intern. Right. They yeah. threw him into like a lot of really right. big projects, yes. and he yeah. had to learn yes. on the job. Yes. And then he came back to realize, oh, there's some fundamental lessons I still need to relearn. Yeah. Uh, Damon, I, would you like to hear my big takeaway from this? Um, I just want to say I, guess, I right. sure? really I'm like sure. the fact yeah. that Issa Rae is in this <laughs> as like the um, black woman Spider-Man. The black, is that, is that her official title? Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman. The Sorry. animation reminded me of Misty Day. I don't know if she's going to be um, Misty Day, but the, the animation on the... The uh, illustration with the, the, the Afro puff side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Misty Knight? Misty Knight. Misty Day is Misty a... That sounds like a porn star. Yeah. I was going to say a musician. Freudian slip. No, no, it's actually... um I'm going to follow it up pretty neatly here. My big takeaway from this is there's going to be a lot of Rue 34 about Miles Morales' mom incoming. I'll tell you all that right now. I can also sense She's looking fine as fuck in that trail. very, very pretty. That also is... Is following the the trend from the Tom Holland movies because oh, yeah. Mar- Marissa yeah. Tomei's Aunt May was Aunt definitely. May, yeah. You didn't lot, even lot, have to rule thirty four. You just a yeah. lot, lot of free Korean food coming to that woman. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't like that. They wanted old Aunt May, which yeah. oh, I well. appreciate why they wanted that. Oh, but well. for, to the youthful sort of conversation we were having before, I see why they didn't opt for that. You know, trying. But, a lot I mean, of new she things. is she is old though. Like so this just generation of hot auntie is more Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marissa yeah. Tomei is not young. She just looks very young. Um, yeah. Uh, what, I, what, what struck me about the trailer was it has that very... I mean, first of all, the trailer starts is, hey, remember Into the Spider-Verse? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that movie great? And all of the yes. highlights from that movie, mm-hmm. which is, that I think, um, it, that's a great... Because the movie, it, even though it's only one film and it came out four years ago... It has a iconic th- th- those iconic images that you remember with Miles going up to the reflection I of the ride yeah. when he jumped off. The yeah, yeah. yeah. The the, the what's oh, up, danger? Man. Is just that's a thri- chills every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they bring you right back into it, and you, if you're not obsessively watching it like yearly, um, you know, which most fans probably would, um, it just puts you back into that place when you were in those that, that moment when you watched those scenes for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's that being overlaid with her speech to him. Um, what what I liked about her speech was just, you know, there's lots of people out there that don't consider Miles to be the Spider-Man um, because he's not Peter Parker and he's not a, a, a white kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's, he's always had to, to fight for, you know, belonging. Even, not even the character itself, but just, you know, people have had to defend him and say, hey, mm-hmm. he's got the emblem, he's got the, you know, thwip powers, he's Spider-Man. Um, and, and her speech is, is very much like, don't let anybody tell you that you don't belong in a certain space. Mm-hmm. And then you see all the different Spider-Mans trying to beat the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it is, um, you know, I, because Miles is, is biracial, my mind automatically goes to him having to inhabit spaces where uh, typically that kind of person would not belong or would not be made to feel like they belong. So in, in you know, getting into uh, uh, predominantly white spaces and institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, superhero dome kind of is within the yeah. MCU. Well, not even in the MCU, but just Marvel in general. In general. Yeah. I mean, the, the pantheon of Marvel characters have been um, uh, white, white men and, mm. and white women. Um, but it seems as though the main antagonist for the film is, um, at least from this teaser, is uh, Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. who, who, who is um, a Latino um, uh, superhero. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if that was done to avoid that kind of 
direct correlation with with his otherness from you know the race of the other characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it it clearly is a diverse cast of mm-hmm. spider people, mm-hmm. as you said. You've got the the black spider woman, which I don't mm-hmm. know what her origin is in the comic. Um, Me neither, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jessica Drew, she's a lovely person. Um, she Jessica Drew is the black spider woman. Mm-hmm. They're making her black. Oh okay. Oh, okay. oh that's Jessica Drew. Mm-hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. I know Jessica Drew as a white woman, but mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't have an attachment to her as, as, a, as a character, so she can change if Bit you know. of a, I guess, a layering aside, because one of the really interesting things about, I guess, the superhero discourse is, you know, racializing characters who are like, oh, Nick Fury was white, but, mm-hmm. but if you didn't read the comics, you just knew black Nick Fury. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the things that the multiverse serves as a vehicle for is that kind of... They can do certain things mm-hmm. and then, you know, weave it into the narrative. Of, well, why would a racialized you, Spider-Man be very s- different? Did you see the, the do you know why? Because, all right, Nick, Nick Fury has two versions mm-hmm. or, you know, quote unquote two. There's, there's a white Nick Fury and then there's a black Nick Fury, which is the ultimate version. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they made the main timeline Nick Fury to be black? Was it something blew up and <laughs> merged together? <laughs> something blew up. So it, it was... Um, I think we're talking about Marvel. You're gonna have to be more specific. I think it was the, he was the son of the the white Nick Fury, and he was this young agent that was just in Shield. And then when the, that Nick Fury either died or disappeared, um, he revealed his name to be Nick Fury Junior. So mm-hmm. that that is how they retconned the Nick Fury in the main timeline to be a black. That ah. his his black child is now the main adopted Fury. child, or I don't remember. It was, guys, it was way guys, too guys, convoluted. Guys, hear me out. Doesn't matter, Samuel <laughs> Jackson. <though. laughs> it really, really uh, yeah. yeah, he's so good at so me. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone else. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see because he hasn't been in the films for a while. So I'm excited yeah. to see him in um, Secret, Secret Invasion. Wars. Oh, mm-hmm. keep yeah. thinking Secret Wars, but I think that's a different. Yeah, that's a film that's coming out um, later on down the line. Um, but yeah, uh, lots ladies of ladies and gentlemen. I also want to give you a, a quick um, imaginary visual aid. There's a lovely charcuterie board beside me. I'm gonna offer. I guess Toby, piece of charcuterie. Thank you so much. I love charcuterie. Um, the, there's a, quite a few spider people in the trailer. Um, I, I spotted Spider Punk, um, which is the, the Spider Man that w- walks Daniel around Kaluuya, with Spider-Man? an electric. It, he's playing Spider Punk? Daniel Kaluuya. That is Daniel great. Kal- oh, that is great. Th- this movie's um, going to be slapping. The, the, <laughs> the PS4 Spider Man with the white emblem on his the chest. PS1 Spider Man is well. in there too. Is he? Okay. Um, they released a giant poster with uh, a lot of the the spider spider yeah, men. I haven't looked at it because I want to be just surprised. Oh, okay. So would you like me to not I rattle off? I'll just not look at it. I also will avoid looking. Okay, you can avoid looking, but I'll just rattle off like a few of them that I, I recognized. Um, there is the spectacular Spider Man. Um, spectacular, spectacular Spider Man. He's in there as well. He's in the corner. I can't see it in this photo, but he's right there in the corner. You can see like the side of his head. Um, there's obviously uh, Spider Gwen is back, um, and um, the actually sorry the main antagonist is not Spider Man 2099. It's uh, the Spot, which mm. is a, a a character that I know from the episode of the 90s cartoon where he can just essentially create these wormholes um, with these spots that are on his his body. Very interesting character, That's and it's very fascinating. It's actually. it's it's cool that they you know they're they're um showing uh, uh, they're not doing Green Goblin again or or even. Um, you know, the vulture again, like these characters that you've seen in other Spider-Man movies are kind of branching out. Mm-hmm. And um, this other photo was released where uh, Spider-Man seems to be in a Caribbean goods store because... Um, sort of juicy beef-esque. 
Yeah, well, if you look here on the menu, they've got plantain, oxtail, oh. corrigo, jerk chicken. Not the Akian Salvage. Yep. Hello. Festival. I, I, lo I love my representation. He apparently <laughs> is confirmed to be eating a Jamaican beef patty in this shot. So, Tourism um, come through. Yeah. Represent. Yeah, we, we, we got some representation here. Um, he does live in Brooklyn. He does. Jamaican. Very Jamaican. Yeah. Um, I visited a Caribbean goods store when I was away last weekend. It was uh, pretty cool because I, I, I saw, you know, Grace Products and Blue Mountain Coffee. And it just I felt, also did visit one. Yeah. The well, little size of home. When I was away last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I went to Washington to visit my cousins many years ago, as soon as I landed, they're like, yo, bam, you want us to take it to the Jamaican place to get some food? And I was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why we, would I travel all the way here? I have the good <laughs> version of what you're offering. Yeah. yeah. Although they made a they made a mean curry goat and, and I visited it like near the end of my trip and I was like, okay, this will prepare me, f you know, to come back home. Um, so I'm the only one who's not been to NYC. Yeah. Probably. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Your, your, your time will come. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's, um, that's the news and you know, this uh, Across the Spider-Verse movie, it, it really is just one of several films to, to get in on this multiverse trend. Uh, you got your Rick and Mortys. You got your Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. You got your Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Multiverse mm -hmm. is, is hot right now. Yeah. And uh, it, it, those are, are always stories that have been, you know, good for action, good for, yes. uh, you know, genre films like uh, superhero movies or, mm -hmm. you know, science fiction for Rick and mm -hmm. Morty. The, the earliest one I can think of is Back to the Future 2. Mm. Okay. That, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that was the first. I think. Well, it, although it's always been around since, yeah. like you know, um, Stephen Hawking days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I think through the first movie that inch or, or or try to put it in a filmed context was Back to the Future too. Yeah. When Doc Brown was explaining. He's got the chalkboard. Chalkboard. And he's, and and like, he's like, Marty, you did this. Mm -hmm. It branched off into this scene. There, this scene yeah. Which there. is which is exactly the scene that they have in um, Endgame. Yeah. When when the ancient one is instead of a chalkboard, it's just magic in the air, right, and she's right, using right. the mm -hmm. stones. Um, was that a good segue? I think. I think so, okay. and uh, yeah, I like to point out when there's a segue, <laughs> keeps it clean. <laughs> These uh, multiverse movies, eventually, we figured we're gonna get one. That you don't have to look at the screen. I'm not doing anything. Um, eventually, we're gonna get one that is well into the Spider Verse won an Oscar. Um, best animated film. Best animated film, but well um, deserved. Well deserved. Hundred percent. It's a, it's about time we got one with some some real people sure. because these multiverse stories they 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 do you know they work best in animated form because it's easier or easier. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. You can form. definitely well, represent the, the, the a multiverse with to do, illustrations say. and yeah. and you know visual effects. Mm -hmm. um, but that is something that they did very well in the film we're about to talk about. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, do you do we want to start there? Just talking about the how, or do good, you want, how good the movie is? Yeah, let's. Or, can I? I will. <laughs> I wanted to say something about the, the title. The floor is yours, Tom. Okay. Um, because I just, I love the title so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it fully encapsulates the idea of the movie. Because it's everything, matter, everywhere, space, mm -hmm. all at once, time. Mm -hmm. And that's just pure science fiction right yeah, there. I love it so, so much. Yeah. It is, a, it, it's a good title. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, in, it's intriguing as well. Mm -hmm. It makes you want to, you know, know more about it. Mm -hmm. um, and and sort of going off that, the title of it, I like how they also framed the very narrative of the movie where part one, everything, yes. part mm -hmm. two, yes. everywhere. And then the fascinating thing about part three where it gets to the all at once, mm -hmm. it's taught you how to deal with the all at once. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you've had to go through both mm -hmm. the everything, mm -hmm. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. And I, yeah. well, I mean, jumping directly in, that all at once is just the family at peace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it, it, it definitely, um, 
you know, you touched on it, Jermaine, it, it has a very good way of, of easing you into it. Although it does have points where it's like it, it, it ushers you to catch up to it. Yeah. So so yeah. if if you, oh, yeah, the you know, movie is moving at a thousand miles per yeah, hour, yeah. So, like, so, so it challenges the audience. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's feel. like the first few, you know the first time they they explain it, they you, know, you walk you through it, you know you do the tutorial, and right. then it's like right after that they throw you into a boss fight. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> right after um, Evelyn gets the okay, you do this to jump, and mm-hmm. you do this, and right. you're like, got it, cool, boom, B- off into barrage the, of enemies, yes. <laughs> blasting you in the face. So, um, Jermaine, I want you to just tell me about your experience watching it. So I just want to apologize in advance if I get a little emotional. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to too, like probably. I have watched that movie maybe eight to nine times to date. Mm. I've watched it in theaters. I've watched it with Canadian friends. I've watched it with people of different sort of sexual orientations, racial backgrounds. I've watched it with a... Jamaican American reaction channel. Mm-hmm. I've like I've watched it with a Russian American. Uh, like I've watched it with so many you people. Basically, had multiverses. In a multiversal the engagement with the movie, <laughs> because I think the movie does so much so well simultaneously, and it perfectly captures the sensation of living in a kaleidoscope of experience and Mm -hmm. trying to make a thread of sense that can carry you through and anchor you and why it's so difficult. And it does so without, you know, um, one of the things that in a lot of my rewatches of it, I marvel that is it has a lot of serious moments with Rakakuni peppered in between it. And I'm like, how how are you managing to make me simultaneously chuckle Mm -hmm. as I'm bawling my eyes out? Because Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, like it emphasizes that tragedy and comedy are two sides of the same coin, okay, which is my uh, favorite media. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you brought that up because I I have um so I've been following the two directors who made it the the Daniels the Daniels and so they this is their second movie second movie so you can tell right. they're off to a good start um they yeah. had a movie previously I mean they can wrap it up now they did it they did <laughs> yeah I, I retire on retire on top my guy yeah. yeah um they had a previous movie called Swiss Army Man mm. and they did Swiss Army Man yes. wait you didn't know they wow. did Swiss yes. Army Man obviously yes. not by my reaction yes <laughs> I don't know how much of this podcast is scripted, you know. None of <laughs> you, you heard it here. It's genuine. It's yeah, all on this. Me and Damien really hate that typewriter. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so they did this movie called Swiss Army Man. Not, uh, not beloved when it first came out. No. It is... Um, Confusing. Conf- it is a, one could say, difficult, odd movie. But if you are going with a completely open mind, I think it is one of the most beautiful and weird pieces of art that yeah. have come out in the past. Three decades. And and like, one of the films that Daniel Radcliffe did that just made you go like, okay, so you want us to forget about the nerd with the glasses. Right. Want. Uh, her, uh, Daniel Radcliffe is doing that wonderful Elijah Wood-esque career <laughs> where after starring in a series of nerdy blockbusters, yeah. he has taken Massively all of his cachet. You, you yeah. made your money. You can, you can right. go He has taken all of his cachet and he only gets very weird indie projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that would have never have come through. Arpats mode. Arpats mode. Right. Yeah. right. Real Arpats right now. I like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Swiss Army Man, if I may try to explain, it is about a very depressed um, suicidal man who finds himself out stuck on an island and he is about to hack himself mm-hmm. when a body floats up into the sea. Mm-hmm. So he runs to help him, 
and then he finds out that it's a corpse. But then the corpse farts. <laughs> so it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Side note, I love the trope of like the main character who's disillusioned with life and finds meaning in the most random and yeah. bizarre yes. way. Yes. Mm-hmm. See Wanted. Yes. yes. With um, mm-hmm. James McAvoy. See Continue, please. Well, I mean, a, a direct correlation with that is, um, you know, Castaway. As a, a, instead yeah, of a, yeah. a farting corpse, football, football, it's, yeah. a, it's a volleyball. Yeah, volleyball, yeah. Yeah, which he puts a, a blood face on. Right. <laughs> All he has to do is find humanity. Right, um, yeah. yeah. Attach so, meaning to something. Yeah. Right, yes, 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 yes. If, if you've lost all meaning, you then project meaning on something else. And yeah. You take everything. So, 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 right. So he finds his corpse, and it starts farting. And then oh, oh. the corpse, <laughs> corpse, the corpse starts replying to him in some strange way. Mm-hmm. And he uses it literally, shitty not, this is minute two of the film. <laughs> he uses, he finds out that he can make the corpse fart and uses it to propel himself from across the island. The water. Across the water. Across the water. I remember hearing yes. about this clip. I've never watched a movie, but yeah. I've okay. heard about this clip. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he then... Like, takes the body off, and he goes to his forest, and it is him and the body traveling through a forest trying to get back to civilization. Mm-hmm. On the way, the body is that of a child, where he knows nothing about the world, and this corpse starts asking the man, what is the meaning of things? What is the meaning of life? What does this work? What does this work? Mm-hmm. And in explaining to the corpse what is the meaning of life, yep. he comes back to find the meaning, meaning of life. Right. Um, it is strange. I mean, I, I, just from what I described, it's strange. Yes. I, 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 it gets stranger. Yeah, but, it, but, it, <laughs> but there is no point where the film, where the corpse, the magic of the corpse makes sense, mm-hmm. where <laughs> his logic makes sense, yeah. where even the world itself makes sense. Yeah. It just gets stranger and stranger and stranger, but he eventually makes it back to civilization and realizes that he, okay, so he was pining for uh, a, a woman. Mm-hmm. On a bus. Yeah, yes, on a bus, and and then didn't work out. And it and the story teaches him that he was not pining for the woman. He was he was simply pining for meaning. a person pining pining yeah. sake. Yeah, for yeah. pining sake. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, <laughs> I don't do this for it, but the pitch by the Daniels as mm-hmm. they wrote this film was the first fart makes you laugh, mm-hmm. the last fart makes you cry. Mm. <laughs> Toby does it. You should watch this film. Oh, God. I assure the you. Fart gonna make me cry. Jesus or good Christ. friend Paul Paul Dano, the best punchable face in My Hollywood, yeah. the Riddler I love himself, him so much. plays the depressed gentleman. He's mm. so he talented. And, he and Radcliffe do and a weird. Really good incredible job. chemistry in that film. Go in it with an extremely open mind. The film will start off weird, and you just need to roll with the punches. But my greater point. Mm is the Daniels have this incredible way of writers and directors where they start out with an absurd joke, a ridiculous joke that Mm -hmm. would not be made in any other film. Mm -hmm. And in a James Gunnian way, Mm -hmm. they (laughs) drag out the joke and make it seem sillier and sillier and sillier until you're comfortable with the joke that it's it's almost a secret in-joke yourself that Mm -hmm. you're now experiencing. And then they manage to flip it and become an emotional wreck yep. in the end. Mm. So they, you laugh at it until it becomes a friend, until mm-hmm. the friend can now break your heart. It's and, an and amazing talent that they have, in, in, that they yeah. execute 
constantly in this connecting film connecting back to tragedy yes in, in this um, film the, the thing that, that that i think of immediately is the sausage fingers yes <laughs> mm. um, my, my truly my favorite my truly my favorite scene because or the scene where they're rocks Yes, 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 yes. yes. Which is, which is, 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 um, it's an interesting kind of like concentrated version of that because the scene where they are rocks is like, it's, it's, it's not, it's the first time that you're seeing them as quote unquote inanimate objects. You know, Mm -hmm. previously they've been, uh, they were pinatas for a little bit before then. Sure. Um, but pinatas at least have some kind of personality to movement them. rocks yeah. are just rocks animal affiliation versus mm-hmm. what, what, what struck me was how quiet the yes. scene suddenly yeah. when you just read were for like three minutes but you're listening you as an audience them. member no they're, 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 it's just it's just it's I know, just but like, titles and you're just reading it's so calming after a film of there's a lot of minutes chaos, of chaos right yeah. before that point followed by just you know, a, moment serene, yeah. a, mo- a, moment a mother a mother talk a mother talking mm-hmm. to her daughter were yeah. you reading it in their voices though absolutely because no. one of the common sort of experiences again the times that i've watched it is like i, I remember one of the reaction channels which can, can i do a show i mean can i just mention them? no okay God, absolutely not. are you no. kidding no. me i will not, <laughs> do not mention them rules are the rules not do that. you can you can cut this bit but one of them said it's so weird but like i'm reading this in their voices and i was like yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, because seen them as the characters. Yeah, yeah. Them as the characters. They, they have at that point definitely cemented these characters right. in your They're brain. They're fully formed. So, mm-hmm. so you know, a few mm-hmm. lines of that. I mean, the, the the color of the text is different, just to let you know who mm-hmm. is who. But mm-hmm. that's that's all you really need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to avatars, you mentioned. There's a scene where um, the 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 chief and chiefess of the water tribe. Kate Winslet uh, and Cliff Curtis. Kate Winslet and Cliff Curtis, as they are known on Pandora. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Cliff, Cliff Curtis is, you know, he's visibly pregnant. Yeah. Kate Winslet. He, he's been, he's been asked, you know, to give a uh, um, sanctuary to the, the Sullies. The Sullies. And, and he's, you know, considering it. But he, he checks in with, with um, his... Wife's in charge, his, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, sound, you know, they had a, a, a partnership in, mm-hmm. in running the, the tribe. And um, the decision is made purely with just looks. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they just all eye contact. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a raised raised eyebrow, and and then she's just like, "All right, we'll we'll do it." I ain't happy about it, but you know, they got kids. Um, and that you had just met those characters. Yeah. Granted, there was good character work right before that with with she and Natiri, you know, hissing at each other, and 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 he and Jake being like, "We're both strong men. Yes, we mm-hmm. are. We are strong men with with families." Are they, they very easily Jake established so the dynamic? J- Right? Jake is so um. I mean, like, Jake. Jake <laughs> is coming in knowing that he is he's, beg- Makto, he's begging. Like, he's begging. Yeah. yeah, but he's got the pedigree. He's like, right. yo, he's like, listen, I have a good resume. My but name I am out of a job right now, and I need the work. That <laughs> was like, the yo, vibe. I'm done with war. This is all yeah. gone. Yo, yeah. help me out, bro. I need a place to stay. Can I crash on your couch? Right, Jermaine, um, we cannot spoil this movie for by the way. You simply have to see it. I haven't yeah. seen Avatar one. Great. Yeah, you have a busy weekend. That's fascinating to me. Like, I have. It's such a popular movie. I have a lot of gaps. My <laughs> my wife hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. um, and then it was re-released um, like two months ago, and they, it came here. And I said, to her, I sent her a message that said, um, "We're going to Pandora," and she fully thought we were getting mm-hmm. jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fully thought. Naturally, does she prefer bijou? <laughs> <laughs> um, what you just said, what you, when you're talking about Swiss Army Man and, and that, you know, their mastery of the the absurd, mm-hmm. leading you into. Uh, it's also that that film um, is about a, a character discovering the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very much what's happening in this movie because the main character, she is someone who is very involved in her life, very much, you know, knows what's going on and she's a part of it and she's, she's, she's pushing forward through it. But, but she's almost too sucked into she, it. Yeah, she's definitely 
she has lost a bit of... She, she's disillusioned with it in a way, where it's not that she's going through the motions. She definitely has, is taking an active part in her life, but she's just thinking, this it? This all is for? I, I'm just going to be suffer like all this for dead? Peggy Lee sang a song called Is That All There Is that does a similar, like kind of mm-hmm. talks about something similar where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I saw all these things and like, is that all there is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's all there is, let's just keep dancing. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, it's a, I, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on anything else that has had that in, you know, it's, it's film, but it is something I have seen before, but they, they, you know, bring it across very, very well. Um, I want to talk a bit about the Matrix. Um, now, my favorite film, Damon? Both of you, have you seen The Matrix? I've seen bits of The Matrix. Have you seen The Matrix? Matrix. It's a yes or no question. (laughs) Very simple question. Have you seen The Matrix? Yes or no question. (laughs) Can I contextualize this? No. No, It's it's, it's it's relevant to the discussion. A two-letter word or a three-letter word? You can partake in the discussion without having... I'm not going to lock you out the door. I know, I know, I know, but there's a reason why I want to contextualize I am asking you, have you seen The Matrix? Yes or no? I have not Nigga, seen do they the speak Matrix. English in what? I have not seen <laughs> oh the Matrix in the classical way in which people would assume I have. seen You haven't seen, seen the Matrix. Matrix. I'm not I haven't seen the Matrix. Matrix. Okay, you haven't seen the Matrix. Have you seen the Matrix, uh, Toby? Yes, I have. Okay, thank you. See, look at that. All right. Re- <laughs> reason I'm bringing up the claps Matrix for Toby. <laughs> no claps for Jimmy. Um, it was very much. I'd rather avoid the clap. <laughs> it's very much top of mind for me watching this movie. Um. The, I mean, the fact that when she is introduced to the, the multiverse and, and, you know, the, the adventure of the film begins, she's in this office building. There is even an homage to the Matrix where the first time she jumps, yeah. she gets on all yes, that, and that, she approaches. I was just, yeah, just getting to that because yeah. she she's in this office building and she's going over her, tax, uh, her taxes with um, uh, a very straight-laced lady played by Jamie Lee Curtis. By the way, did not know she was in this when I put it on, mm. and very pleasantly surprised. Pleasant yeah. Whenever I see Jamie Lee Curtis, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't see her enough. Um, I'm waiting for her to get her big fat Marvel check when she is, is hired <laughs> as... I should have been cussing them off this whole press tour. Has <laughs> <laughs> she been cussing Marvel, Marvel movies? Oh, she, she's, been, she's been um, critiquing... Don't worry, darling mode? Uh, um. No. Uh, how do oh, hey um, <laughs> she, she, she basically says that like, you shouldn't compare everything everywhere all at once to the Marvel to a Marvel project because a Marvel project has Marvel marketing behind it. Yeah. So and oh, I mean, in the sense of the U.S. Business military yeah. defense budget yes. behind it too. Yeah. You brought it up on our uh, Wakanda forever. We, we did. You know? We did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was they brought it up. They they decided to talk mm-hmm. about it, just mm-hmm. not not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she's in this office building, and and she, um, as you said. She starts to have to crawl on all fours, much like Neo did mm-hmm. when, when he had um, uh, Morpheus on the phone talking to him. And She's a very Terry Gilliam-esque looking character, isn't she? Who? Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in the film. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, I got very Terry Gilliam vibes. Like, this, this will show up in a Monty Python sketch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and even the, the way, like, she, she definitely embodies that kind of, um, um, you know, inflexible bureaucrat mm-hmm. that you would see in a, in a sketch like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate, I, I liked just the way that when, when she gets into the elevator and she's, she's with her husband, who up to this point has been a bit of a hapless fool. Um, mm-hmm. He is, you know, he's a nice guy, but mm-hmm. he seems like 
uh, if left to his own devices, he would burn the house down. Mm -hmm. um, a bit of a beta male. Huh? <laughs> yeah, she, she definitely wears the pants in the household. Mm -hmm. But what I appreciate about that character is the, the turn that he has. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. as she goes through the journey, she starts to realize that you know, maybe he, he, he has more to offer than she might have originally expected. Um, she she right. doesn't really give him the benefit of the doubt to take care of things. But then, and any opportunity in the film, like when she is multiverse hopping, she's kind of spaced out and he has to step in and, and you know, take command mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And his approach is 100% what she, if she had known that he was doing that, she would have been like, absolutely not. That's not how we do this. Let me take control. Right. But she has that moment where she's like, yeah. oh, give me a second. My husband's screwing it up. Right. Me, what, what's he doing <laughs> yeah. over so there? So she, she has right. to go back to the, 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 the main timeline of the film or the main universe and she's like, I got to fix this. But then she realizes, oh, he's kind of got this. Yeah. But yeah. previously she's thinking, this is not the husband that I want. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or this is not the, like, she gets a view of her life in these different universes. And she, she sees, I mean, this is the moment that, um, I don't know if I want to talk about it right now. I feel like we're kind of. Well, well, I feel like uh, we okay, are the already. movie where you like, shouldn't try to organize it socially. I, I want to kind of, like, because we're, we're going into one of the major topics that I thought about watching this movie which is the power of failure. Mm. And um, Toby has I, our little notebook out. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't load me up. Preach just, it, girl. Preach it. I have to write it on or I'll forget it. But, uh, you know, there's a moment. First of all, I'll start with this quote from Waymond, um, Alpha Waymond, when he first meets her in the janitor's closet at, the, at IRS, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's trying to convince her that, like, the universe is depending on her. You Sorry, know. It, I, um, I haven't seen, I saw it. Maybe a month or so ago, I when you said Alpha Waymond, I was thinking, oh, who is that? Is he is he a poet? No. So it's Waymond from the other. Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Alphaverse. And he's he like, is the Alpha. He's yes. the guy that takes control and seems. He's like from he the Alphaverse. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. he's like, with every passing moment, you fear you may have missed a chance to make something of your life, right? And then, you know, there's a moment where she timed she, verse jumps mm -hmm. to the. Um, the universe where she's famous and she's the like, Michelle Yeoh universe. She's Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> crouching Yeo tiger, hidden dragon. That, that was yeah. a really nice treat for me when the, she right. when the she first, jumped to that universe. Yeah, the yes. first, a montage of all yes. her clips. Yeah. The, the, yeah, first, the first time she, I saw this movie, sorry, with all my friends, uh, there's like a big group of us. We're all sat mm -hmm. and I watch it, and it happened. And I was turning, I'm like, oh, she just becomes Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Isn't that lovely. Exactly. And then she comes back, and she's looking at Waymond with so much wonder in her face because she sees all the possibility of her life, and she's like. I wish you could have seen it. Yeah. And like how happy I was without you. Yes. Right? Yeah. She but says, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I think there's so much misunderstanding between Evelyn and Waymond, right? Because as Damien said, Waymond is presented to us through her eyes at first. Yes. Where she, he's, he's very frustrating to us because we see her busting her ass in this laundromat right. and he's mm -hmm. just fooling around like a child. Mm -hmm. And you know? not, not to cut you, but mm -hmm. what, what came to mind watching it is that you, that, you, know, you see a lot of um, talk about the, the mental load that mm -hmm. a lot of women have in, yes. in um, mm -hmm. you know. The labor, like she's doing everything, yeah. <laughs> all of the labor. All, you know, she's mm -hmm. doing everything and she happens to be doing it everywhere all at once. Um, <laughs> right. And, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. It, like it, he, he at first seems like that, that guy who is, um, you know, I mean, he does seem like he would like to help, mm -hmm. but it seems like it's, it's in that way of, I don't, she shouldn't have to tell you how to help. You should just right. know how to help. And right. that's how it's presented to us that she's taking care of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, anytime that he 
tries to step in, she doesn't want him to, to mess things up. Yeah. Um, and, and originally watching it, I was thinking um, the ending, not, I'm not going to talk about it, but where it ends up with that, with, with um, Waylon, in, Waylon's his name? Waymond. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I thought um, it was Waylon too. I yeah. thought it was a direct... Um, I thought they were uh, bringing in the Wayland Utani. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Alien. When I, I just like, said that. Oh, that's interesting. Right. But yeah. then it's Way- Waymon. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when you know you you have the the moment for the movie um, for me, which is his big speech at the end, and you realize how much of a thoughtful person he is, and it's right. it's, it's, it's wait which, which which speech is it? We'll, I've we'll been get to on it. this we'll get to earth it. as many days as you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's okay. The is, it, is, it, is it the speech? I would have loved no. just doing laundry? No, no, it's not that. Or is it's it we should all just be nice yeah. to each other? Yeah, it's that yeah. speech. Okay. I mean, you know me. That's, that's, that's the speech that's going to be like for me. They're that's all what, the same that's speech. That's what I think about now, like, because I, I rewatched it, you know, mm-hmm. in preparation for this podcast. And like, oh, look at that, even homework. from the very beginning, we see certain very small ways in which Waymon is useful to their life, mm-hmm. right? Because when they're with the IRS auditor mm-hmm. and you know, the taxes are a mess, the receipts are a mess, they don't mm-hmm. make any sense to her because she's white and she doesn't understand the community that mm-hmm. people of color will have amongst themselves, especially in family business. That's a whole other mm-hmm. discussion. <laughs> and we'll probably get there. But he gives her cookies, right? And while Evelyn is distracted by this new, you know, multiverse situation that she's being introduced to, he's the one that's talking to the auditor and gets her to Give them more time mm-hmm. to figure out the taxes. When and Evelyn she's blanks like, out I the like first the time. cookies. Thank you for yeah. making me the When like, Evelyn blanks out the first time and comes back, you mm-hmm. don't see what he says to her. But right. Jamie Lee Curtis. He goes, sorted it out. He sorted yes. it out. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And then, you know, the, even the way he um, interacted with the customer in the very beginning, the white customer, right. and was like dancing with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things add to a customer's experience when yeah. they're, where they feel this sense of familiarity with a business they that seen. they go to regularly, right? So, so he, mm-hmm. he, to me, was. Um, or his function as a character was just to show you um, in the emotional sense how Evelyn was kind of myopic in her approach mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. And she had built this system in which she did have to take on the mental load herself. Right. And it wasn't that she didn't have a willing participant of a partner. Mm-hmm. It was that she had convinced herself that she, he, he, won't, he was not helping. Yeah. He's not going to be helpful. So yeah. can I... Can I and, and this... Uh, well, th- just before, I just want to finish yeah. this thought where that um, the, the whole movie is about her broadening her perspective, mm-hmm. literally through having to go to these different multiverses. Yes. And, and at first, lives, yeah. it's almost like a temptation where she's just like, oh, I can live these other lives. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's just in order to um, give her perspective on her, the, the, you know, the timeline that she's in, the universe that she's in, mm-hmm. just to make her realize what was so good about it. Focus um, on yourself, boo. Yeah, which is what makes it such a great Christmas movie. I mean, an alpha woman kind of said it in the beginning when she was like, oh, I could just go to that other. He's like, no, yeah. no. He's like, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The temptation, right? Like, he's yeah. like, don't let that happen. You got to stay present. Um, mm-hmm. But to the point of, you know, how Evelyn views her husband and sort of looping in some of the themes of generational trauma and how it shapes our experience of ourselves, of the world, and our relationships to each other. Because... Evelyn's father does not like women and has, no. I think, a similar sort of approach. Him as like, oh, this man is so, and you know, women as just like a proxy like for Evelyn, a new age masculinity. In relation to that, <laughs> I'll let you get back to your point. Yeah. But like, I just want to ask you: Do you Don't recognize a cultural you, you difference? You might not get back to his point. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, 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 okay. But do you recognize the cultural differences between the two of them? Mm-hmm. Because 
one speaks Mandarin and one speaks Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Linguistics of that movie, speaks, off the chain. I'm trying to remember who speaks Cantonese. I think Wayman, Wayman speaks, speaks can- Mandarin. Oh, okay, yeah. And Evelyn's dad speaks Cantonese. Mm-hmm. So you have these cultural differences. And I think that's where, that, that's what spawned a lot of like... Can't say with full confidence, Bam, we would not have been making these points. So, in, so in, <laughs> actually, interesting bit about breaking cultural, up that little note. <laughs> interesting bit about cultural linguistics because how you word things and name things in a culture also impacts how you view it. And exactly. I forget the exact culture that does this, but like their terminology for some like an accident isn't that you know oh I accident it's like oh the thing broke and so yes. they localize it to the thing breaking itself because they recognize that oh this was an accident right. we don't need to necessarily and they say that separate it from you from you and how that kind mm-hmm. of like appro- impacts their approach to like accountability Absolutely. and empathy is That's very such different a good point yeah and so i think a lot of what the movie gets into is how our experiences how the things we say how the things we do how present we are in empathetically engaging with the people who we know we yeah. think we know and who yes. we don't yeah, know yeah, yeah shapes the reality that we're all collectively living in mm-hmm. and it ponders how different would things be if we recognized that everyone is the protagonist of their own narrative yeah, yeah. Yes. and Evelyn and this is such a beautiful sort of like theoretical sort of zenith of the movie when Evelyn is like there was Joe Butabaka like oh I'm, I'm now like you let's let's fight and yeah. Joe was like okay sure like like hit me and it's like okay yeah. this didn't do anything like right. and Evelyn is confused mm-hmm. Evelyn is like what do you want? You're not her, like, like, do you want to not mm-hmm. fight? Mm-hmm. And and later on, you know, she another iconic line when the music is swelling, and you know, we have to at some point talk about the music and how oh, the yes. Daniels got a challenge, Michelle got a channel challenge. They went to Sunlocks and said we have a challenge. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of that movie, from the visuals to the narrative to the character work to the music, you could tell that everyone was challenged and rose above and beyond. Yes. But this music swells and she turns around and she says, he's like, oh, what are you doing, Evelyn? She's like, I'm learning to fight like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way it really, again, like you said, the perspectives, this mm. movie's about what is the perspective that you're engaging with life in? Mm-hmm. And when this doesn't lead to positive outcomes, how much responsibility do you take for like, it's not that this person was really bad or that, you know, the impulse to blame something external. But it could be right. that they were bad and they learned from it. This is what yeah. I mean about the power of failure because yeah. Wayman is portrayed as a failure in terms of his approach to the business, mm-hmm. his approach to the family. He's the one that's considering divorce. You know, he's kind of shown as a quitter. Like he's checked out. Yeah, yeah. He's decided to be whimsical, you know, yet slightly no, I, endearing. I, 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 I don't see him But as... that's his superpower, yeah. right? The ability to kind of like almost tap out of the practicalities of life yeah. and into the whimsy of life, mm-hmm. right? That's what makes him mm-hmm. so special and potent in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see him as becoming whimsical because in the flashbacks, he always seemed very... He's consistent. Happy go, happy He's happy the only character that well, doesn't yeah. really change. I think his, his whole thing to me is that he is so empathetic that he, he recognizes that he is fully... "Quote unquote," ruined Evelyn's life, yeah. right. and he feels the best way mm-hmm. that it is to come out of it. He yeah. respects her enough that he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry that this has not worked out. I will yeah. present." Mm-hmm. Evelyn is too almost stubborn yeah. to leave. She's yeah. gonna just get more and more. She doesn't deep yet in her see hole. failure as power, right? Mm-hmm. That's I wanna, the so, thing. So, so, so Waymond recognizes that, like, okay, well, I will make this better then. Yeah, I, I want to add a caveat make this better to that because, and and this is again the beauty of the movie. It is so dense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have a very spiritual connection to this movie because I'm just like it's. I mean, I feel that favorite movie of all time. <laughs> uh, everything's yeah. in there, I would say. And when he brings up the divorce, and he he, he contextualizes it, you know, because yeah, yeah. she she sees them, she's like, "Your, I think it was like your brother or your cousin yeah, chooses brother, to get brother, divorced." Brother, yeah. And again, the linguistics that they use, the way that they switched from, from um, speaking, I think, it was I think Cantonese she would be or Mandarin. Cantonese, yeah. They speak, so she's speaking English because her father won't understand the English, and she's like. 
okay, like I want to talk about this now, but like yeah. how do we channel switch it? <laughs> yeah. Which right. is in and of itself, like li- the linguistics as a real life way in which we live in multiple universes, mm-hmm. but we don't recognize it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the yes. movie does a great way of layering that. And a barrier between family members, right? Mm-hmm. Between Wayman and the father, between the father and Evelyn, when Immigrants she doesn't want him to engage with what she's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So, I, I mean, we're talking a lot about um, Wayman, but I just, um, I want to bring it back to Ele- Evelyn just for a moment. Yes, please. I, <laughs> she's I just character. think she was so goddamn funny in the movie. She's just yes. so, <laughs> like, very blunt, um, mm-hmm. dark humor. And I, like my one of my favorite moments is when you know she um she she well when she she says flat out to her husband like I had such a better life without you yes um it had me rolling because it was this this character it both hurt and was funny yes yeah. so like oh my god it's, it's one of those where you're like you're laughing Savage internally bro but your it's face so is like blunt Jesus. Yeah. right it's <laughs> yeah. so blunt it, it's and, a, and a clutch pearl Kike Kwan like his face like she, she's like oh I just I saw my life like I saw so many things and he's like oh wait what what's going on honey like yeah. like you should have seen it. Without you, yeah. Without it was, it was so beautiful. beautiful. It was beautiful His yeah. face drops, and then Alpha Women yeah. says, "Hey, okay, let's go continue but, doing." But it's also that. I got a sense that he ain't the first time he heard something like that. Like she, mm-hmm. she been hitting him with those zingers for a while, like, and he's yeah, just been yeah. taking them in stride because yeah. you know mm-hmm. love and marriage and all that. She put into words what he had been suspecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she, mm-hmm. it was like a con- confirmation of this terrible thing. Um, also, also, there's the the. Uh, literal external points of an alpha Waymon comes up and she's for the first time seen a confident yeah. um, <laughs> the version of her husband. Right. Classically masculine version right. of her husband. Right, right. She's like, kind oh, of what, in wonder, what is this? Like, her, yeah. her facial expression she, 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 as she She's like dismissing him, him at first and then she's kind of like very into it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to yeah. say something that I think is re- very relevant. Fuck alpha Waymon. Why? Fuck Alpha. Uh, no, because he came and he was like, oh, baby, Evelyn, you are the cho- you are who I've been looking and for. And as soon as it doesn't work, he's like, anyway, soon, bitch, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait. Maybe oh, you're, you're not the one. Maybe you're not the one. later. Yeah. And then yeah. he comes back afterwards like, oh, uh, I, I, I knew I was right. I knew I was right. So, like, oh, so, so, a, a classic man one could say. So, so <laughs> I mean, well, we have seen that in other multiverse content because how many times has Rick Sanchez... Gone to a universe and and when things didn't work out, he's just like eh. peace I'm out. Yeah, like he the, he was displaying that kind of flippance towards multiversal versions. So yeah. she she when she sees the success that she's had in these other lives, she has this temptation to follow it, and he's just like don't do that. Right. Um, yeah, again, how many universes have we had this exactly. conversation with? Her? So, so he does have a, a level lot. of detachment. Yeah, and it I is, would compare that to Rick right. because like. Remember when Rick had the whole universe, like uh, there was a whole universe like powering the battery right, for his right, right. ship. It's like, utility for him. Like they right. aren't people, even though they're right. billions and billions of humanoids. Or like the butter machine and the butter machine was like, what's my purpose? And Rick was like, you cut butter. And yeah. the oh. butter machine was like, oh my God, yeah. what? Existential <laughs> crisis. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Yeah. What was it again? The Sisyphus quote where it's like, I forget who wrote this because I'm, I'm bad at remembering. But it was like, you must imagine Sisyphus happy as he rolls the boulder. Yeah. Um, mm. And I had a friend who once, I don't know if they were quoting something or this was just their own sort of mind. They once posted, life is like a cycle of doing laundry and folding it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about cycles in the context of this movie because there's so many themes of cycles. In yeah, the there's movie. a laundromat. Full there's there's a yep. visual <laughs> theme of cycles, but like there's a conceptual <laughs> theme of cycles, right? Because visually, the opening scene is the family, the, mm-hmm. the immediate family mm-hmm. in a mirror mm-hmm. doing the karaoke, mm-hmm. right? That's the slow motion scene that we see opening up. Right, right. And then cut to Waymon trying to talk to Evelyn about the divorce, yeah. which we know later on is about the divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, our first image of him is in the mirror behind her, uh-huh. right? 
And then we cut to um, Joy with her girlfriend in the laundromat and she's staring at the circle of the washing machine. Yep, yep, like, yep. yeah, yep. it's all there. It's so consistent too. And then the everything good, bagel, good of visual course, later on. So, uh, well, uh, mm-hmm. as you say about the visual storytelling, what I appreciated was there's a certain point where it gets very frenetic, where it is moving at a clip. But there's also moments where they just kind of let the frame sit. And like I, the the scenes where the chapters are, you know, starting where it has this is the everything, this is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just sitting down with that mess of papers, mm-hmm. and it's just the 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 frame is filled with all of these things that mm-hmm. you're, catches your eye and getting all this visual information. It's very busy. Nice and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and so there's times where they utilize the you know the, the filmmaking to have a lot going on to show the momentum, the action, and everything, but they do. Just let things sit and have you as the as the audience just pick up on what what it is you want to see in, right. in the environment. Of course. Um, so okay, we've we've talked a bit about Waymond. We've talked a bit about Evelyn, and uh, just about the filmmaking in general. Um, I think the I love the moment of self awareness in the movie where um, Evelyn is unable to to say Jobu Tapaki. Because, yes. <laughs> because they're just like like that's the language comedy is very very yeah, good, right? That, Rakakuni. That, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that was me in in the, you know watching it. Yeah. Because I the, sorry, say that again. What what is the name? And then it, you know by the end of it you kind of get it. Um, but her character, um, I love. I mean, talk about top all time character mm-hmm. introductions. Um, just her walking down the hallway with with, with 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 the cop. In uh, a stunning outfit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the wardrobe in the Each movie is, is popping. Is yeah. Her costuming, yeah, we'll get to that. And the confetti and everything. Like, Maybe. it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a, we're, we're going into a different movie Them here. Them dildos, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Them dildos. <laughs> and the costuming is connected to her power because in yeah. that hallway scene, she changes costumes at least three or four times. Yeah. Right. And it's used as an indication of, like, how quickly like and how much power and control she mm-hmm. has of the universe like, and it's so interesting how to, how you know. easily that is conveyed like it is the first time that you're seeing that mm-hmm. but you're you're able to infer by that point what exactly is going on because yes. because mm-hmm. they have laid the groundwork for the rules of multiversal yeah. travel right. and the rules of the film yes. and you see she has complete access to all right and yeah. she 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 has you know um, like she is the one she has that mm-hmm. that kind of awareness of the universe and everything Mm-hmm. Um, and just a fun, creative way to have your your villain introduced. So fun and mm-hmm. like campy and canonically yeah. queer because mm-hmm. Joy is a lesbian, right? And Jobu, you know, well, is also a lesbian. Well, Jobu is just about Jobu. Jobu is DTF for whatever. Yeah. Queer, queer. That's, that's yeah, what I saw. While also being asexual because that's the nature of the multiverse, where it's like, oh, there are all these different versions that anything you could imagine yeah. It exists. Yeah. Uh, but it uh, still sticks in Evelyn's craw that uh, she happens to like. Yeah, women. and yeah. I love that the music paused. She was, she was like, hold up. Yeah. You're still concerned but in this verse. How amazing that, is like, it that they, they show this character that clearly has access to the multiverse. You mm-hmm. know, she's got the full subscription. There's mm-hmm. no free trial here. And um, she, you know, clearly shows the way she's talking so confidently. You're like, nothing will phase her. And then when, when Evelyn says that line, that's when she's just like, all right, I got to take a beat. Like, I have seen everything <laughs> throughout all the multiverses. And, stunned, and right. it, it, it Are you so serious, she, woman? She's literally <laughs> stopping to go, hey, immigrant parents watching this. The world like, is ending. Right. Chaos is coming <laughs> for you. Which, okay, two things. One, 
I think it's really relevant that they talk and I love how open like you you go into the you deep dive into the production of this movie and mm-hmm. the production of this movie was a maximalist production mm-hmm. not just in the challenges but in the they planned to cast a man for the role of Evelyn they wanted and they Chan. wanted Jackie and I thank you God that that didn't happen and not yeah. because I don't think he wouldn't have you know done a good job or whatever but yeah I feel like one thing we got a lot of yeah this because year, just just to that point Jack, yeah. nobody does stress like Jackie Chan Jackie yeah. Chan Jackie Chan is going through it yeah, yeah. He, he he can be a stressed out <laughs> right. so so him going through taxes and papers and and mm-hmm. having a, a wife that wants to leave him boy oh boy what a, what a multiverse but also be. thank God he didn't because. Hot take Michelle Yeo far superior act. Oh, absolutely. I, oh my absolutely. I'm going to yeah. pull the woman card now and talk about that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. okay. I think... You can only her... pull it once, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have unlimited... It is movie man, them. I know, I know, I know. Well, well you, Damon, you have a seat at the table. <laughs> but can, it's still there. You can pull the woman card once every month <laughs> around the 25th, I would say. <laughs> no, but... So, the fact that Evelyn is a, is a woman, uh-huh. is a wife, is a mother is critical to the plot of the yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. because women of color, and we talked about this earlier in terms of her carrying the label of the family, of mm-hmm. her being the leader of the family, of her carrying so much of the weight of mm-hmm. the family. Things are expected and of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, the mother daughter relationship, especially, mm. is such a fraught, complicated, and often can be strained relationship, especially where you have. Uh, Joyer, an immigrant fact. mom or a woman like that's a mother of color and yeah. like her daughter that's a lot more modern maybe there's a bit of an age gap like even larger than like the average parent child mm-hmm. and um you know examining things like queerness and uh growing up in an american context when you have yeah. this chinese background you know there's so many different dimensions to the relationship but like the mother daughter oh man <laughs> it's like when Jobu realizes that Evelyn would choose her mm-hmm. over literally everything, mm-hmm. that broke me. <laughs> it's, and and I, what I love is, is just how frustrated that she was mm-hmm. because that is very true to the mother-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. at least as, as I have witnessed it. Um, it's like you have every excuse to be irate at this person, yes. but then... They just they say those things or they do those things, and it's just like, God damn it, can't I just hate you? Can't yeah. you just die? Like, no, not, you know, because there's a level of understanding and love that's like, immutable. yeah, you can't get anywhere else. Here's the thing one of the things about this movie is Evelyn had to go through multiversal therapy, yes, yes, because that, 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 that was <laughs> yeah. part of again, you know, and the Daniels, like. Lord, keep them from controversy because, like, I want to see what they do next. And I'm just like, please yeah. stay on the certain hour and everything because the fact that these are your first two movies, I'm like, what is coming next for you? It's so intense. And, like, going back to the mother-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. it's like, there's certain things that daughters will understand about mothers. Mm-hmm. And just because we understand it doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Because, yeah. like, when Joy is talking to her girlfriend, Be- Becky? Becky, yeah, Becky. Yeah. When, the wife is when girl Joy, name. Yeah, exactly. The wife is girl name. <laughs> Underrated the girl. character, but I'll say that well, after. Well, Joy was talking I, to Becky. I and, think she's and, used quite well. I think. Yeah, th- yeah. Yeah, go ahead. But Joy was talking to Becky and she, you know, she was like, she's probably going to say that you're like fat or something. And Becky was like, but you said that that's how she shows love, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so complicated because you know that's how she shows love, but it doesn't hurt any less. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when yeah. Evelyn goes out to the car yeah. and talks to Joy and like, you know, she's like, Joy. And, like, Joy turns around and, you know, she's 
expecting something. She doesn't know mm-hmm. what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then Evelyn, she pauses and she has this moment. You know, you can kind of see the gears in her mind turning because she's really not sure what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. She's, and she's then, very afraid of that moment of, of making things worse. Yes. And somehow what yeah. she says is the answer that popped up in her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is the criticism again that Joy mentioned. She's like, right. you need to eat healthier because you're yeah. getting fat. And mm-hmm. Joy... That's Joy has this look of like disappointment, yes. resignation, and expectation yeah. on her expectation, face. Because she exactly. knows kind of how yeah. Can I pull go. the queer but card? But like almost like a yes, hopeful, a hopeful expectation where she she was like, okay, this is what I expected, but I am still I'm still gutted by this. Like yeah, I, that's I the want thing. it Just better. because you understand it doesn't yeah. make it okay. You know, you know how I read that? I read that as in a very Jamaican context, that is the well, you get big saw. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see oh, family members. It is. We're like, they care and they're happy to see you. Yeah. yeah. But they haven't seen you in a long time. And they're just like, they're examining you and they say the most blunt thing yeah, yeah. possible. There's something when about they see watching you. this movie as a person of color, as people of color. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many common threads of experience mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of ground us in the reality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's why it's so impactful to so many of yeah. us. Like, yeah. You know, it, like, it definitely, we that, as you said, Bam, that, that, common Jamaican Caribbean um, thing of commenting on people's weight as just a greeting. Right. There are certain people who are desensitized to that Mm -hmm. and that's just the way that they speak. But, you know, there are people who they don't need to be constantly reminded Mm -hmm. of it. You're right. You know? It's like, yeah, I get it. Put on a few pounds, you know. <laughs> Have you been to the gym? You it's know, packed. You know what? I think it's a proxy. <laughs> for Christmas, man. I want to tell you. <laughs> I think it's a proxy for the kind of you are different than you were when you were here before. Do mm-hmm. I right. actually mm-hmm. really know mm-hmm. you? But I'm also concerned about you and the mm-hmm. complexities of conveying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly, and, and this is why I'm pulling the queer card. As a queer racialized immigrant myself, mm-hmm. there was a lot that really hit me in this movie about just how, you know, when we talk about generational trauma, it's not just about how it's affecting the now generation. It's how it's still affecting the adult yeah. generations as well. And how if you're not willing to go through that label, especially because we oftentimes frame adulthood as kind of, you're an adult now. You've learned all the key things. You, you have your fundamental learning done. Mm-hmm. But then we realize that, no, you don't really, actually. No. There's a lot you've been mistaught, misled, etc. And Evelyn is put in the position of having to learn those lessons multiversely. There are all these moments where, you know, she says to Joy, like, oh, you know, there's a darkness. And, you know, that's why you're like, that's why you think the entirety gay. of the yes. movie up until maybe like the closing quarter is her trying to like find, like she, she's getting closer to the answer. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, you were so close. And then you miss the point, but you yeah. still have like a bit of the building block. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes from kind of like, oh, I'm going to use these multiversal powers to fight. Right, to like, right, oh, right. do I need to use it for empathy? Oh, do I need to use it? To let go, like she's constantly having to reassess how yeah. she's doing it. Yeah. And I think, you know, myself as somebody who grew up in like a racialized queer, well, as a racialized queer body in a Jamaican family. You th- I yeah. think you should shorten that to QRI. <laughs> E-E-A-A-O is acronym enough for this conversation. <laughs> but like... Queer racial immigrant, QRI. I think that's your family thinks they know you. And they have an oh idea boy. of you that is more the projection of their own idea of what things should be yeah. than who you are as a person. Yeah. And it. they get genuinely surprised when mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want to be around them but, as much. But, well, Hurt. upset. They yeah, get, well, because they have this idea of... And, and So, I don't know if anybody here has read the Jeanette McCurdy book. Um, I'm glad my mom died. I, I, my mom died. I've been planning to Ooh. buy it. I saw it in the airport yeah. and I was very tempted it to buy it. It will make you cry. But I don't know if I'm ready, honestly. So, there's, there's a part in the book and um, 
she and I haven't read it, but my uh, it was my wife's uh-huh. anniversary present, and and she's been telling me about it. Like you know, well, she'll we gotta talk. Well, well, she just will. Yeah, you should talk to her because she's read the whole thing. But she will just pop up and like I. All right, so it's the first year, so it's the paper anniversary. So we got each other books, and she mm-hmm. got me this um, sci-fi um, post-apocalyptic robot book. So I, I will be telling her about all these cool science fiction things and like, hey, uh, the robots are overthrowing the humans now. Mm-hmm. And then she will tell me about this, this deeply traumatic thing that happened between an actual mother and daughter. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, we, we get entertainment from different places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's a part in the Jeanette McCurdy book where she is, her, her, her mom is taking her out for ice cream. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, yeah, that's nice. You know, it's, oh, okay. They, 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 this is a part of the book where they had nice times. You know, it wasn't all bad. And um, she is asking her what flavor ice cream she wants. And I think she says cookies and cream or something. And um, typically what she's gotten is Rocky River. Mm-hmm. And the mom like almost breaks down crying because she's not choosing Rocky River. Mm-hmm. And it's the moment where the mom is like, oh, you are growing up. You are not the little girl that I once knew. And mm-hmm. that is causing me pain. And... It's like she doesn't budge. She can't actually accept that this girl would like to try something different. You know, you yeah. don't always want Rocky River. But it's not that innocent thing to the mom. So eventually, the Jeanette McCurdy, she decides, oh, I'm going to small up myself. I ain't, mm-hmm. I'm not getting the cookies and cream today. I'm going to make mom happy. And I'm going to get the Rocky River. I'll be less of a person to adjust for your trauma. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. And... and that's that's very similar to what you're talking about and how the Evelyn she sees Joy. uh, Joy's agency mm-hmm. and as a threat. Well, as a cultural threat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, to, as to unfamiliar like the, and frightening, and yeah. also yeah. I think a bit of jealousy because. Oh yeah, there's definitely that that because I mean, there's a, a thing of you know wanting to live vicariously through your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Evelyn being a character who feels like she made some mistakes in life, it's, it's almost sweet in a way where it's like she wants to be protective of her daughter to make sure she doesn't make those same mistakes. But what she does is she ends up, you know, saying things and doing things that pushes her away and, and makes Joy feel like, well, I just can't be myself mm-hmm. around you. As I'm trying to figure out who I am and, and, you know, I might make some mistakes, sure, and I might appreciate the guidance, mm-hmm. but the, your guidance is coming through as insults and put downs and, yeah. and what she wants is what Miles Morales mom said in the beginning yes. not hey do it this but like hey right, you right. have a base I mm-hmm. mean remember you are this and this and this Miles has some good parents but yeah but the thing is Miles's Miles mom yeah. has learned how to contextualize her fear mm-hmm. and still support her son mm-hmm. and give him the kind of support that he needs right. Right? Mm-hmm. right right but Evelyn is still stuck in her fear and it's also due to generational expectations from her dad right mm-hmm. because the way she interacts with her dad, like, there's so much pressure that she feels from him, still as a grown woman, you yeah. know, like, she's telling Joy, don't tell him you're gay, my God, he can't handle that right you br- now, you, you, you brought Christ. You brought him all this way to die? Right, yes. right. you brought him all this way to die, so, and then, like, lying to him about why they're at the IRS, yeah. or, like, embellishing things all the time, switching to English when she's talking to women about the divorce, mm-hmm. she's... Mm-hmm. Fearful. Yeah, but but her daughter was raised in America, where you don't you, you, you don't hide yourself. Exactly. You, re- exactly. Uh, th- I think the reason there are so many multiversal things coming up, yeah, mm-hmm. movies, TV show, is that we are living in the age of the internet. I yes. don't think the multiverse would have come up as a popular thing 
without multiverse. Now, we it might are, have been a cute concept, yes, but w- it, it resonates more these days. Yes. It's also a form of escapism, too, yeah, because definitely. we want to imagine all the different potentialities mm. that we yes. have. Because, because I, I, the I think, current reality is a yeah, little I see, unfavorable. I, I also think like when it comes to like people who live with like deep regret and disappointment in their life, mm-hmm. the internet is this incredible form of escapism where mm-hmm. you can tunnel into whatever universe you want mm-hmm. at any point in time. You can see different things. You can imagine, oh, what if I went to live here? What yeah. if I did this instead? Mm-hmm. You can literally um, potentially see a different life for yourself. Yep. And that can almost build a bigger sense mm-hmm. of regret in your life if you're not doing anything. Yes. And then so you would... So because what you see on the internet is everybody's best day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like Instagram, that hell site. Mm-hmm. It's, it, is, it is everybody <laughs> projecting <laughs> upon the best... I'm trying to... Create the best day I've ever follow had. Me, follow me on Damien Michael movies, by the way. Love it. Instagram was taken great. So, so, so to me, everything all over all at once is about internet burnout. Mm-hmm. Even though it is about um, an immigrant mother who you know is burnt out in her life and her choices, it is to me at at the core mm-hmm. about internet burnout is that we are experiencing so much. We are experiencing more life than any other generation has ever experienced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we are having to process, de- it. process it and deal with the fact that like so much is going on in the world like even though literally here's the thing this is the best time anyone has ever had in the history of anything yeah but the problem is we are also seeing every bad story from everywhere yeah. around the world yeah we know so, way so too we, much about the world uh, yes so everyone thinks oh we're living in a hellscape oh the world is doomed this is the worst time but like, no, it's not. We have the best medicine that mm-hmm. has ever been. There. We have the best social standards that yeah. has ever been. There. As bad as some things are, I assure you, fifty years ago it was much worse. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that on all levels. Yeah. But we are simply experiencing everything where, all at from. once, yeah. and our human monkey brains, our lizard brains, that We're are targeted for, for fear. Yeah. It's just. Processing the fear more, and we are just yeah, because it's it's, it's putting ourselves more and more in a pit. We we are fixating on the things that exactly. we what are threatening to us, and we're just like we don't want that. Exactly. We want to be away from that, and we. But that is the thing that that Waymond in the movie his Alpha Waymond said, you know, our institutions are crumbling. No one trusts their neighbor yes. anymore, and you stay up at night wondering to yourself. And Evelyn finishes the sentence. How can we get back? Hallelujah. Right, right. And spiritual. And that's kind of how a lot of people feel now, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we want to go pre social. You're, you're pining media, for a world at least. Never, yeah. So, but it yeah. wasn't better. It, it there's wasn't, the idea there's that it was better. There's a bit of hindsight bias, right? So, but okay, so that's, what, that's the thing that, that is my favorite part of the movie is Waymon's whole speech about chasing joy, which of course is juxtaposed to the fact that their daughter is actually named Joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. Like his superpower is, yeah, some things are bad, but you know, I saw a butterfly today and that's nice. And my experience watching this movie was, um, we, me, me and my wife were talking and she was having a little bit of a rough go of it. And she, she just was like, you work, you pay bills. What's the point? This is bad. That's bad. You scroll and you see this, you see that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I said, like. I, I, I had that whole speech to her where I just said, hey, what I try to do with my life is, yeah. it's, it, it is difficult to do sometimes to say, you'd like, you know, you're, you need to chase joy because that has mm-hmm. its own pitfalls. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you are constantly not acknowledging 
the things in your life that are causing you stress, you're setting yourself up to go through a meltdown. Yeah. So, so that very, that's why she and Waymond actually do work together is because, mm-hmm. and, you know. And, Yin and Yang. Right. She, she, yeah. she, she is, um, everything is on fire all the time and he's just like, but at least it's warm. <laughs> so Yes, that's, yeah. oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. The movie emphasizes that too. So Alpha Waymon says to Evelyn, you are the best Evelyn in the universe, mm-hmm. in the entirety of existence, to do this because you have failed so, so much. much yeah. That yes. is your you have the superpower. most potential. Yeah. Exactly. Again, hilarious moment. Yeah. Exactly. And then, hilarious but poignant. Yeah. Which so, also, going back to the Matrix, is it's like, okay, Neo was not uh, a super genius or, or, you know, Luke Skywalker. He, mm-hmm. he was, was a good hacker. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like it, it is a common thing to have these characters who, they are not the best guy. But they are the chosen. Like Harry Potter is not the best human. Average but they are the guy. They are the Average guy, mm-hmm. and and it kind of has this message of hey, uh, you don't have to you know be the the most skilled person. You can have a destiny of your own. You can mm-hmm. have the story where you are the hero. Going back mm-hmm. to how Jermaine said, being the main character of your own story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as as every YA novel novelist will teach you, that's how you get a lot of kids to read your books. Yes, of course. Yeah. To make the most average person ever. Yeah, like it could be me, Ooh. little old me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But to tie up the power of failure yeah. um, point, um, we can go to Jobu now. And um, Jobu talks about the failure of existence, right? Mm-hmm. Because when she first meets Evelyn in the hallway and she talks about everything bagel, she shows it to her. Um, she's saying she put everything on a bagel and the bagel collapsed in on itself. Yeah. First of all, that's a reference to astrophysics and mm-hmm. the idea of black holes kind of falling in on itself because mm-hmm. of density and gravity and all that good stuff, yeah. right? And she says, the bagel falling in on itself was proof to her that nothing mattered because that was the reaction that happened when she put everything on a bagel. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if nothing matters, anything can matter. Exactly. And yep. that's the power of the failure of existence, yep. right? Yep. You yep. can choose what matters to you. So, so go for it. Yeah, so like Evelyn and, and uh, Jobu and, and by extension Joy, they mm-hmm. are like diametrically opposed to how they are viewing the world mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And and Waymond is a guy that's just like in the middle of them, kind of guiding them to how their perspectives can teach them to actually appreciate the life that they're living. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's it's Jobu being that character who is because of you know she they they have a similarity she and Evelyn where they are dissatisfied with the way that things are and they were chasing a better version of it as opposed mm-hmm. to looking at the life that they had and. Not necessarily shifting your perspective to make it work, but acknowledging the parts of it that are working, working that, mm-hmm. that, that you do end up finding joy in. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day who was you know, having man troubles, and she was like, <laughs> I just don't, she don't know if she believes in love anymore. And I was like, well, I mean, that's kind of it, isn't it? You, you have to believe in love. You have mm-hmm. to have faith. Mm-hmm. concept of it. Right. Because otherwise, of course, it doesn't exist. This isn't yeah. a tangible thing. Um, I, I view uh, the three main characters as personifications of uh, Evelyn is melancholy, mm-hmm. Waymond is empathy, mm-hmm. and Jobu is nihilism. Mm-hmm. You know, if Evelyn and Waymond did raise Jobu, mm-hmm. and she is the full <laughs> class mm-hmm. of both of them, you can either go into optimism or nihilism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so she chose nihilism and i believe i look at the film as evelyn choosing optimism mm-hmm. and dragging jobu with her one thing before i don't don't want to stop before i just say stephanie shu mm-hmm. 
she made Jobu the character that Jobu is. And yeah. the directors and the, her co-stars talk about that a lot. How Outstanding she, performance. She really just said, hey, okay, I think I get this character. Yeah. And she presented the character in such a way where you see even her interview when like, they're sucked into a vehicle. Like, mm-hmm. oh, try singing it. And it's she, they, they keep a lot yeah. pretty consistent. No, it, 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 is, it is true. She kind of just knocked it out of the park and, and was able to take it and make it her own. Um, I do want to just give some props to uh, Mr. James Hung, who in the Gong Gong in in the 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 first bit of the movie, you know, he is playing the curmudgeon grandfather, mm-hmm. and and I was thinking, oh, that's nice. You gave him a part, you right. know. I've seen him. He, he he's done some voice work. He's right. he's, he's an older man. Uh, just kind of giving him that that nice little, you know, giving him a part and and you know, tribute to him a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. But then. You see him later in the movie, and he's just like the 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 guy in the chair, you know, controlling everything, the master of all things. And I'm just like, yeah, this is him. Yeah. You know, he can do this still at this age. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. thoroughly impressed. I'm right. very very happy to see him getting a role like this. And that's kind of the 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 movie gives those roles to these actors who, like Michelle Yeoh, was crying because uh, in an interview because she's just like. She I've waited my entire life. Waited her entire life for a role like this, and to get it at this age, where she's yeah. just thinking, "Well, I'm just going to be doing cameos and maybe mm-hmm. voice work, and and be and like she ages the mom, relevance. right? Yeah. But like she's she is the mom in this, but she's a fucking kick-ass mom in this. That's the nice thing. Like she is such an atypical science fiction main character. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old immigrant woman of color, like. Yeah, hardworking, it, poor, like mm-hmm. you know, like she, she's not looking for the so adventure. She's unlike, like, go away, not today. Not, that's well, a very key point. She's not looking for the adventure. I don't, I don't know if that's definitely she's stuck in her rut and she would like to stay in her rut. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's that is, is. And it's so nice to see older women in action, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely it is. I, I don't think that part of it is, um, you know, uh, that much of a, a, a separation from what you normally see because you, you, you do see the reluctant hero archetype quite a lot. Um, usually with men. No, I I know. Usually with men, usually with younger people. Right. Yeah. So it, but like that's that aspect of it is you know that is within this role that I understand that. But seeing, I, I remember it was um, Meryl Streep was talking about in Into the Woods. She was hesitant to take it because at a certain age you get to play the witch or you get to play the mom, mm-hmm. and it's just like kind of like this either mm-hmm. demonization of of, of right. older women. You, you typecast yourself. Sometimes, right. Yeah. And and it was like she taking this role. It it. it was she could do something with it. It, it had depth. It had, uh, you know, explored the perspective of someone like that. She wasn't just a role in someone else's story. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I have to mention, I can't, I don't know if I can pronounce this right. Um, is it Kehu Kwan? Kehu Kwan? Kwan, I think. Okay. So well, you can definitely Google that. No, I, 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 I put it on, um, on Wikipedia. I see. Short round himself? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Freaking short round back in a movie and um, fucking kicking ass in it. Being yeah. all these different, you know, types. And I just I looked at, uh, there was a thing on Twitter that I just saw. He's won 18 awards yeah, so for far. this role so, so far. My boy, you better stroll right up on that Oscar stage or we're burning that shit down. Yeah. Trust me. Can I get emotional for a moment? No, you can't. Disallowed. Damn. Mm. Too late in the game, baby. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. In his, in many of the speeches that he gives, he talks about how he saw Crazy Rich Asians, and he was like, "Oh, because he had like gone into I think um some 
directing type role. Yeah, like he was I, in film production. Film production. Yeah. Right. So after uh, I can X Men, I, yeah. I did a really bad on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after Exposition. the sure. Um, so of course, uh, played Data in the Goonies, played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. To just great iconic roles, which was also in that was Asian representation at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not I mean, short round is a conversation by himself, but right, <laughs> fairly good Asian representation in the larger scale of Hollywood production. Yeah, yeah. it's representation, uh, but you can argue whether it's like right, right, right. Yeah, there, there's, there's, you know, there's a little bit of an emphasis on that accent, which I'm sure was a producer being like, can he mm-hmm. sound more foreign? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so after that, he kind of dilly dallied in sort of. What we call directed video land, right, right, and he oh just yeah, and, and because he 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 is one of those actors where like like he just wants better for Asian reputation in general. So he went into like producing and directing, and he found himself only being able to get funding for these very small little action movies, and then he very quickly grew tired of it. So he went into like fight choreography and stuff, and then he just eventually got like burnt out. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing. For me, greater than what they intend to give me. Yeah. So he just quietly retired, and then he saw crazy. Quiet sh- quitting early agenda. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, so then he he saw um crazy rich Asians, and he's like, oh. Well, the times they are changing. <laughs> like, great. So then he like called back up his old agent, like, hey, like what's We're up? Back in business. Back in business, baby. <laughs> and, and then and then graciously, boom, the script just landed on him, and. I have never seen just such. So it's it's so nice to have just a joyous return of a mm-hmm. beloved actor mm-hmm. in a thing because it was like an hour into the movie when I was watching it with my friends, my friend just turned to me like this guy's face is so familiar, mm-hmm. and it just turned on like that short round, and she said, <gasps> "That's short." The her eyes bulged, and she yep. was so happy because <laughs> you know she's just like another incredible performance yeah, from yeah, this yeah. person, yeah. and yeah. it's just so lovely to see it and. You know, I think it would be beautiful uh, poetry if when they do get around to the Crazy Rich Asian sequel, mm-hmm. uh, there is a role for, because she actually has a, a, a secretly rich father yeah. in the books. Oh, yes, and I yes, think yes. it would be so You've beautiful. Read the books. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I do have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, 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 um, her, she has a, a father in the books who is also secretly rich, the father who she never met. So I think it would be quite lovely. If we could have uh, a Kihu Kwan, Michelle Yeoh reunion, if, if, if that happens, if ones. that happens, we did, we said it first. We said it. With I'm sure in. several people have said that already. <laughs> I'm but, sure. Yeah, I'm but, sure. I'm sure. Like so, with that, with that kind of like exposition. So a lot of the work that I do sometimes, both professionally but also freelancely, because both worlds sort of blend together for me. I oftentimes have to make the case for diversity, mm-hmm. and I think people don't recognize the gravitas of living in a world that is not designed for you. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about like even like the bleaching in Jamaica and mm-hmm. some of the complexities around that and mm-hmm. kind of how people feel about themselves and you know how they look and what is portrayed as beautiful on screen yeah. and what it means to really see yourself as somebody who lives and thrives and not just survives. Mm-hmm. And so when he talks a lot about how like the roles just weren't there because they weren't, you know, yeah. and Hollywood and a lot of these sort of corporate bodies do this thing where they're like, well, Here's the one, two, three things that we're doing, so we're doing enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it's like, no, you're you're not. But you know, what can we do? And so to see him say that, and it ties so well with even like Joy, because part of what Joy and Jobu sort of loop back to is when Evelyn is like, they're like, oh, you know, great, you're figuring your shit out, but I am tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Evelyn takes Joy 
and brings her forward with Becky, and he speaks to her father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, in, I think, the most beautiful written line in the movie, yeah. it is fine if you're never going to be proud of me, because I'm proud of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that was, that's... Yep. The, to me, like, the That is the culmination. That is yeah, the that's culmination. self-actualization. Yeah, that, 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 that is, that is an immigrant who felt undissociated from their parents, mm-hmm. and a queer person who's felt dissociated just any person in general who feels like mm. their parents never loved them in yeah. a way that they felt and even, they even, to be loved. Even, you know, to throw a bone to, you know, the straight men like you and I, Bam, where we, we of, of masculinity and just having to conform with the idea of identity around masculinity and being able to say, you know, I, I will watch the Barbie movie and I'll be okay with that. And mm-hmm. I like being able to say, oh, I'm excited to see the Bar- Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch, I don't see that trailer and think, uh, this is not made for me. You know, Bucking the, those those conformative ideas around mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely that's what I think is the mass appeal of this movie is mm-hmm. being able to see yourself in it. It's it's that type of movie where you can put yourself into it, which is um, you know a testament to the casting, the treatment of the themes, and um, just how it really conveys that idea of breaking past your confines, whether that is... Your limited space. Right, confines you put on yourself or what people have put on to you, society, your family. And uh, the family is a great place to explore that because that's where you first experience it. Or, or that's yes. where it, it feels the most impactful yeah. is, is in the family. Yeah. And so to that, and I think it's relevant to bring up now, another movie that came out in the same year that covered similar themes around sort of Chinese, um, well, North American, so this was Chinese-Canadian, Turning Red. And I won't... I won't Interesting, a Pixar, re- re- remarkably similar films. Yes, everything. <laughs> like if you merge Turning Red with Bo Burnham's Inside, you get everything ever all at once. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right. That's a take. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Even down to the the very ending and what happens between the mother and daughter in Turning Red and, and yeah. in this. Like I I watched Turning Red first, so it was just those bells were popping off in my head when mm-hmm. I was watching this. Not we've been talking a bit about how you know, we feel about the movie and um, th- th- this could very well have been a movie that nobody saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it still would have be would, would, would have be, it still would be the great... It feels destined for cult classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It still would be the great film that it is and it would still have all these wonderful things about it if it made, you know, $2. Uh, but it happened to make uh, $70 million domestically that's in the US alone and $33 million from international markets. Oh, shabu. Um, Has it opened in China? It, <laughs> Has it opened in China? Let me check, let me check. Like, let me Michelle check. Yeo will put up a clean 50, 60 million. Um, yeah. I am Asia Pacific. It, um, I'm seeing Taiwan, Hong Kong. Yes, it has opened okay. in Hong Kong. Right. The gross in Hong Kong is $1 million. So it's not, it's not a huge showing mm-hmm. there. It released in May 19. Um... I don't know how wide the release was in um, in 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 the this in in China or in internationally. In the United States and Canada, the film earned five hundred and nine thousand dollars from ten venues in its opening weekend. So it did not have a huge uh, oh, sh- opening. Right, didn't it? Didn't uh, right? Didn't have huge distribution. Thank you very much for that word. Uh, but as Jermaine said, word of mouth would just have people clamoring for bringing it into the theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was. At the early part of this year, it was around March 2022, uh, movies were kind of coming back. You had just, Spider-Man had just released a few months before and, mm-hmm. you know, made, made its billion. And it was like, okay, can we have movies back? Uh, can we actually get people to the theater? Uh, can we take a risk on something that is this small and independent? Michelle Yeoh is a big name. 
uh, A24 has some pedigree behind it, but it's not it's not like a Marvel film. You can't guarantee. this is guarantee. not the typical A24 movie. Right. Yeah. No, it is not. And uh, I'm just going to look up what the budget for it was. Um, Marvel pool after this. Uh, you, you, you know, the, the fascinating thing about this movie that I think no one ever talks about, and mm-hmm. I think it's a point of topic in, right the, in the whole movie-verse. Yep. Uh, so this film, when it ended, um, I was... Very stunned. Twist of the the film. By by the credits, the true twist of the film. This was produced by the Russo brothers Mm -hmm. of Marvel fame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have been going on this, like, sort of... And then this, like, hell tour of just destruction of, like, current film society. Mm -hmm. In that they they heavily believe that, like, they're almost, like, moving on from film. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, we don't think cinemas are the thing anymore. We're trying to get into, like... The TikTok. We're, we're, we're on the, we're on the internet where the kids we're are. On the kids no, are. Yeah, <laughs> we want them to get those those. We're kids. hip. Yeah, yeah we're hip. Now. We're cool. We but do. they have the sleeper theatrical hit of the year, which is this film. And right. It, right. So, so so then uh, the 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 true like this is a lovely cinematic experience. Yeah. That is both again about the internet and also a beautiful film. Um, they don't mention it in mm-hmm. their in their tour. They're very secretive. About this, even though the fact that they, I mean, to be fair, they, they, I guess they don't want to muddy the waters, mm-hmm. yeah, and they want to have the Daniels and Michelle Yeo and Kihuan, you know, have, have, have their day, and I mm-hmm. respect that. But also, it, I find it so fascinating that you can both you take all the money you made from, 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 from all the Marvels mm-hmm. and you the made the most almost anti Marvel movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. ever made. It's so, so if, fascinating you, if you, I mean, comparing things to community, which might be a little odd. But like the well, that's, humor, that's, that's Dan Harmon, though, isn't it? the humor, I mean, is very similar in terms of the absurdism. Yeah. Um, doing things that you wouldn't expect, doing things that have a certain level of shock. I mean, Jobu Tapaki's uh, her her outfits. I'm pretty sure a few of them were the deans. Dean right. Dean <laughs> like, Community has a multiverse episode. It does. Exactly. At the party and the D and D episode yeah, is one of them. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the dice episode. Yeah. Yeah. $25 million is how much it costs to make. But it is uh, mm-hmm. the first film from A24 to make $100 million. Mm-hmm. Love uh, that. So it is them. A24's most successful film and well-deserved. Um, yeah, yeah it, as you said, Jeremy, A24 is, is kind of known for quality these days. Indeed. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. what I associate with them is not necessarily quality, just kind of taking swings and, and you know, seeing, throwing things at a wall and seeing what I works. I associate that Hashtag with quality. Pasta. Like um, um, the, you know, are Ari Aster's films and um, uh, Adam Sandler in, in Uncut Gems. Like, mm-hmm. that was not something that people would have expected him to do. Uh, definitely snubbed for that. And uh, I think because of My the... My beloved The Witch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we could do a whole A24 episode. We could also do a whole episode on multiverses. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it's a, it is a, a landmark moment for A24. And I think Uncut Gems did not get the Oscar love. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was the guy yeah. that was supposed to be, at least for the best actor, maybe right. not for the, you know, the best directing, because that was the year of the Irish, um, Irishman? Martin Scorsese won zero Academy Awards right. for the Irishman. May yeah. I, but may I, I always remind people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is like... Uh, Spotted him in New York. Oh, really? That's true. Oh, I did spot oh, him in New York. Oh, Toby. I spotted Toby Martin with, Scorsese. With my dream. With my dream. <laughs> Real life cameo. Yeah. Spotting Martin Scorsese. I was in Manhattan with some friends and I spotted Martin Scorsese in a Joe and Juice. And mm-hmm. I know it was him. A Joe because Pesci and Juice? My friends <laughs> confirmed, like, um, 
one friend actually went into the joe and juice and like just like pretended to look at the menu right right and was right. like came back out and was like it's definitely him like i watched his mannerisms and i you know he was able to get a did he have the big look. glasses yes god damn so yeah. yeah fun fun times fun times indeed. a four foot king We're shall we end on laundry and taxis because i feel like we haven't delved into that other than evelyn saying she would choose the entire universe over like her daughter over the entire universe um, that devastated me, but also the laundry and taxis line, of course, devastated me. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a line that, I mean, it's, it encompasses all of these very heart-wrenching things like ex- existentialism and the multiverse and love and this kind of, oh my God. It's like the agency, right, of life is what we were talking about earlier too, like, being able to choose what you want to do and be like, I have all of these potentialities, but I still want to do this thing. It also was like a nice bit of uh, another showing of Waymon's consistency towards that philosophy. Yeah. Because, because the, you know, the, the hapless one that you see in, in the main timeline mm-hmm. is, is literally saying the same thing mm-hmm. um, yeah. as, as that you know, fancy Waymon is saying like, yeah, you know what? Um, you did left me and it did hurt, you know. We could have just... And, and do taxis together, you know? I'd have still nice. chosen you. That's yeah. the thing. Like, Man says, I've been here on this earth as many days as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's my lesson. You know, it's like, it's like nothing yo, matters. You make money, great. You get you get awards, great. You look nice in them Vera Wang dress and all them things. That's great for you, babes. <laughs> but, you know, we could have literally just have a beef patty and put some put something together, <laughs> do some taxis. No. Babes, more are there. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Rated differently. It's so. a message to this generation because at the end of the day, trying to trying to jump from thing to thing, like... It doesn't fix everything, mm-hmm. right? And he's, you know, the movie says, "Hey, be present. You know, yeah. search your feelings, search your surroundings, and be present. Be in this moment. Be in this moment." Yeah. And I did a whole like couple of like when I watched it a couple of, a while back, I did like a whole couple of posts about things because I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to watch this film and just think of it as like, "Oh, it was great action," but it's meant to be a lesson. When choose you, what matters choose and what matters. choose it presently and carefully and consistently. Yeah, like when you run into nihilism, it's not a stopping point. It's a jumping off point. When nothing matters, yeah. you get to imbue meaning. And so that mm-hmm. starts to say a lot more about you than it does anything else. Passing yeah. over to Bam. <laughs> um, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy we had this lovely discussion. Everybody. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Because uh, as I told Toby upon arriving here at the studio, I turned to her and I was like, you know, I don't really know what to talk about because this film it's a, is... It's be- a hard film of where to start. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful film and I'm like, I have no notes. I don't even know what... I'm like, it's just good. I don't yeah. even know really what to say about it. Mm-hmm. But again, y- you know, m- m- much like Evelyn, I was just nice and quiet and just in my corner. Just like, yep. I accept it for all it is and I'm not thinking about it anymore. And then as soon as we open it up... And I'm like, oh wait, no, I have a million things to actually talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. with this thing. And that's just the beautiful connotation I get from this Yeah, film. and I, I think um, if, if anybody doesn't have anything else to say, I think that's a good place to, to end it. Can um, I do an outro to pair with her intro? No. You mean to sing? Yeah. No. I want to do This Is, is The Life to no, close it. this is her no. moment. You don't get to sing. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, there's a really all about nice you, boy. <laughs> have you learned nothing? <laughs> I was thinking thematically. No, there's a really nice quote, though. I don't know if I can end with it. Um, it was just somebody on Tumblr talking, but I feel like they captured the essence of the movie so well. Um, it's uh, Kendall Roy, NSFW, on Tumblr, sure. naturally. Sure. 
Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is about intergenerational trauma, about depression and passive suicidality and the gravitational appeal of nothingness. About aging, getting older in your 20s and getting older in your 50s. About the specific hurt mothers can cause their daughters and daughters their mothers. About the harsh reality of the immigrant experience and the American dream. But it's mostly about kindness and family and it's about choosing to sit at home talking about taxes with someone who loves you. And it's about telling your daughter that you choose her of the, over the entire universe. And it's about how even in the universes where life didn't form, love can still exist. And it's really all of that at once. That, that, that is, um, that's, that's the whole episode in one, one paragraph there. There you go. Um, no, and, and just as what you were saying, Bam, you know, Talking about this movie, I mean, that's kind of why we did the podcast is to encourage that kind of discussion about films. You know, don't just watch a film and, and enjoy it for yourself and be like, oh, I get it. Sometimes you talk to someone, you have a completely different perspective and yeah. it, just, it opens your uh, mind up to um, it, makes you love it all that more. If, if, if I may close off the podcast uh, with films in general, mm. uh, I hear people talk a little, oh, what does this movie mean to you? Yeah. What does people try to break it down mathematically and try to th- derive everything from it? Uh, movies are not a puzzle to be solved. Yeah. They are a feeling to be manifested. Mm. Yeah. That's Her. nice. Um, I fuck, Period. Yeah. Um, Jermaine, I'm going I'm to let you sing your song. Take it away. This is a life free from destiny. Not only what we've sowed. Not only what we know. Move him on them. Bye. All right. Thank Bye. you for listening. Uh, enjoy. If you have seen, if you've listened to all of this and you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, go watch Spoiler it now. Spoiler alert. And um, uh, have fun. This, this episode is going to come out after Christmas. I hope you guys had a nice uh, Christmas day, Christmas season, and I hope you have a happy new year when it comes. Happy holidays. Have a good new year. Yep. And um, you can find the podcast everywhere that podcast can be found. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Podcasts, all the places. You can find it on the thing are. that you're listening to it right now. Right now. Right now in your ears. Uh, thank you to our guests. Jermaine, thank you for coming on. Toby, thank you for coming on. Uh, a pleasure. You will, you, a pleasure, darling. You mm. like the uh, hair Toby again because um, she, she, she did a good audition. Uh, Jermaine, uh, we'll be in touch. You know, we'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! uh, that, Didn't make we'll, we'll call you. Yeah, you we'll, know what? Don't I'm call be like us. Jennifer we'll call Hudson you. and then when I see Sam and Cole in like 10 years' time. No, no. Sure thing, Clay Aiken. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that's good. That's very good. Violation. Uh, Jermaine's not in town often, but it was um, this is a film that he was harassing me to watch for months. And uh, And aren't you glad you did? Um, yeah, but I was always going to. Um, it had nothing to do with him. In fact, his influence probably deterred me from watching. Mm-hmm. It I get that a lot. So, you just so no, like, it's men. Mm. It's men. You know, it's oh not. It's no, not because my sister is one of the only. Anyway, um, uh, the episode, right? Yeah. So yeah, glad I like this. Ep- uh, sorry. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. What is? What are we doing next week? What is? We're doing it. Uh, Avatar Christmas or. I think Everybody go watch Avatar. You can go watch <laughs> Avatar. Insert us now. Yeah. It's lovely. Now, the, next, the next episode will either, I think, be our Avatar episode uh, or it will be our best of the year episode or it will be something else. It's, it's, it's Avatar. <laughs>
Okay. Take care. Bye, everybody.